What makes good sex good? <laughs> ah, great. The, the, the golden question. Trust and patience and talking. I wasn't scared to communicate what I wanted, and neither was she. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Peak, the talk show about what makes good sex good. I'm your host, Robin Wheelock, and today I am joined with my friend Damien. Hey, how y'all doing? What's going on? Hey, nice to be here. It's, <laughs> very, to be here. it's very nice to have you here. Thank you. So why don't we start with you introducing yourself to the listeners and just tell us all a little bit about you. Okay, cool. So my name is Damien. Uh, I am a San Antonio local. San Antonio, Texas local, and I were friends with Robin. How did we meet? We met at a, a yoga class. Yep. Yeah, we met through another mutual friend, or was it just kind of organic? No, it was through another mutual friend. I think Gabe introduced us. Yeah, either Gabe or Olivia or somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so that's how we met. Yeah. Um, so personally, I uh, work for a, uh, a company, a media company, and what we do is we shoot video, we do storytelling, we throw events. Uh, people in San Antonio kind of like them. And we're hoping to expand our reach to the stars above, um, which basically just means everywhere else <laughs> other than San Antonio. We want to really like make an impact on the community. Uh, for me, uh, I personally love anime. I love cooking. I am. I have a. Uh, my background is um, in digital marketing, so that's what I do freelance, and then also uh, work for a few agencies and. That's what I do for the media company now. It, a boom. I don't know uh, <laughs> what else to add in there. Groovy. Awesome. Awesome. So you ready to dive right into the personal stuff? Absolutely. Let's go. Cool. Questions. How would you describe mm-hmm. your sexual identity mm-hmm. and personality? Sexual identity and personality. Wow. That is it's an interesting question. Sexual identity? Hmm. In terms of like who I feel I am as a sexual being, yeah. Hmm. I would say that I'm just. I would say I'm, I'm a pretty low key uh, person sexually. Uh, my sexual identity. If if my sexual identity was to have a name, it would just be. Hmm, it would be like. <laughs> Sly Cooper or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm not very like I'm not very outspoken about my sex life. Um so I'm just kinda yeah, play a low key a little bit. Um I am so in terms of like my sexual preferences, um I would I, what we regard as straight. So I'm pretty much pri- primarily and only so far uh have been attracted to women. Um and yeah, that's that's pretty much my sexual identity. I say like personality wise, sexually, I'm just pretty chill. Like I um, you know, I'm a chill I I I think the best thing about me as a person I've realized is that what you see is what you get anywhere. Like I'm the same, you know, I'm goofy everywhere. So, yeah, that's me. Goofy. <laughs> the goofy Sly Cooper. Why Sly Cooper? That's uh, a great game. <laughs> it's yeah. a game. Yeah, there's a game called Sly Cooper, and he's just like really, he's like a, he's like a, a raccoon, um, and he's just really cool. 
Um, but he's like also like stealthy and okay. yeah, kind of like you know doesn't uh discreet yeah discreet exactly that's cool uh, that's probably why that would be the or if it was to be another name it would just be like like a like a very basic name for my sexual person would be like like Roderick or something Roderick like something so bland and just like <laughs> Not to say that my sex life is bland, but like, I'm, you know, I'm not anything crazy special. Um, not claiming to be. Uh, but yeah, I'm chill. Yeah. Cool. Humble. Hum- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Humble, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Okay. Mm. Would you please describe for mm. us your first time having sex mm. or a significant early sexual experience? Hmm. First time having sex. <laughs> first time having sex was very interesting. Um, there was a, uh, so I was, I, I guess I would call myself a late bloomer. I grew up a nerd. So n- as you guys know, nerds don't regard anything sexually. All, everything is based on anime and schoolwork and, and all types of, you know, different nerdy stuff. So I, you know, I was kind of like a late bloomer. Um, I had sex for the first time when I was in college, actually, mm-hmm. um, never really thought about it before and i was like oh wait this girl wants to have sex with me cool we met up at this uh it was so weird we so my first time having sex was outside um (laughs) not in not in a bedroom not a car not anywhere like normal it was outside next to a train track like there was literally a train passing by when i was having sex whoa it was yeah (laughs) crazy so yeah that was my first time having sex i think i was 18 or 19 something like that and, like, it was pretty bad. I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> this is sex? I'm like, cool, I can do without this. I'm good. Um, yeah, it was, it was, like, it honestly was just me being um, experimental because I'm also a very curious, experimental person. So I was just like, hmm, I need to try this thing that everyone's talking about and making such a big craze about it. And I tried it. I was like, this is okay. Uh it was, there was nothing extravagant for me. Obviously, at that point, it wasn't great because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So <laughs> that's that was a big that was a big uh, reason for that. I realize now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was pretty mediocre. Um, and then so after that, I'd say like, you know, just to add on to that, there was a um, there was another there was another. Uh, so my I guess my like one of my next sexual experiences was really good and i was like oh hold on so this can be better and different oh and so um <laughs> that i think the first time uh, the, that that at that instance i went to her place and uh you know she made it very like a comfortable setting nothing was crazy different girl different girl yeah it was like really um it was really nice and yeah it was nice. cool yeah that was that was a good one I do have a question. Yes. Why were you having sex at uh, by the train tracks? Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I have no idea. I think the logic was so there was a train track that went next to that was basically next to the university that we were at. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was I think in our, in our brains we were like, cool. So if the train passes by, it's going to like, you know, muffle the noise, any noise that we're making. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, that's true. But we were like out in the woods, like this train went through the woods. 
and it was yeah it wasn't the it wasn't uh it wasn't ideal let's just say it was not ideal yeah yeah <laughs> it was really weird it sounds like it could be hot in a different i mean now i'm like hmm, i can make that hot yeah <laughs> i mean i've heard good experiences from people who from people about having sex outside mm-hmm. but oh, yeah sex outside is great. that for one's first time yeah. by the train tracks it just sounds disruptive yeah it was really <laughs> and I loud don't know why that was uh but yeah that ended up being my first sexual experience um yeah i suppose fun. maybe like the rumbling of the ground when the train is approaching could have some good things to offer but yeah, i don't it know didn't. <laughs> it didn't it was like so it was funny because the train actually didn't pass by while we were having sex. Um, the train passed by after we were done. And so it was just like this loud like train passing by after we had already finished. And we we're like, okay, interesting. Well, I will take your word for all of that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. So what do you think made your next time that much better? Um, okay, so the... The reason why I think my next time was better, and this is how, this is just how I've realized I operate, even from, you know, early on in my sexual career, uh, I realized that I am not the type of person that can just, like, sleep around with anyone. It's always gonna, if, for me, it's, there has to be, like, that, like, that love connection, in a sense, Mm -hmm. where it has to be, yeah, it has to be on, like, there's gotta be that, that major chemistry I can't I can't hook up with people. It's just it just always ends up being bad. I feel like, you know, for me personally, of course, for whatever anybody else thinks, but for me, it always ends up being just like just half. Like it feels like I got half of the sex. It feels like I got half of like the enjoyment out of it. So for me, that was what made that next sexual experience great was because I actually really liked this girl and she really liked me. It was mutual. So it was more less of like, oh, you know, I want to see what, how I can get off. It was like, it was like, oh, I want to help you get off. I want to help you get off. Um, I want to experience that with you instead of like, just by myself in my own head, you know. So that's what made it great. And to this day, that's that's possibly like, yeah, yeah. And it, there's different instances, but I would say that's more consistently where sex is amazing is like where there's that love connection yeah yeah i don't know if i'm jumping ahead (laughs) spoiler alert Ah! that's okay cool so could you tell us about some other really memorable and remarkable experiences you've had with sex hmm i would say one of the most memorable for sure was another outside sexual experience i had sex on a bridge overlooking the chattanooga river in like i think it was like at 3 a.m outside on a bridge definitely in plain sight for policemen or any sort of other law enforcement to see oh uh, yeah it was not my smartest moment but it was great it was awesome uh, <laughs> i think it was just the excitement of of being you know oh my gosh we could get caught and then after i was like you're an idiot <laughs> why would you do this you could you know throw your life away over something you know fucking vagina <laughs> you know so uh, but no it was it was great it was amazing and um 
I'd probably would do it again, given the chance. So I can't even front. <laughs> can't even tell. Yeah, that was it. Was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do any of your memories stick out to you as being mm-hmm. the most pleasurable or the mm-hmm. best in some other way? Hmm. Um. Yeah, you know what's funny? I feel like um, I'm I'm not a person who, and I live my life like this, right? I live my life, and if I hit like a, a milestone or or even like a like a, a challenge or a struggle, right? I'm always looking to learn and then improve, learn, improve, learn, improve. So that's how I treat my sex life too. So I and it's all and and for me that that comes from like an energetic perspective, right? So if I run into a certain type of energy that I am attracted to, and that energy doesn't end up working out well for me or for them, like that connection between us. I'm like, okay, that is something to avoid. That is something that I don't want to try again because I've tried it already. It doesn't work. Um, and, you know, sometimes I might be like, you know, let me double dip. And nope. And I, I, I have to make sure that for me, I realize, yes, um, your intuition is very strong and you got to pay attention to it. So to answer the question, I would say that my most recent sexual experience has been the best by far, just because I'm always looking to improve. I'm not looking to go back. I'm always looking to go forward. So recently, the love connection, badass. Attractiveness physically, badass. Um, our Like the things that we relate on, you know, uh, just who we are as people, their, their goals, my goals. Uh, everything lines up very well because for me, I'm not looking to necessarily just you know get a nut um it's for me it's always looking for like that person that i can tackle life with sex is so secondary to me i love sex and it's great but um it's not food it's not water and it's honestly secondary to my goals too like it's for me my goals get me harder (laughs) than anything i'm like oh my gosh i just freaking killed this like project i'm like like that's for me like that 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 really like fulfills me a lot. So when I meet somebody that not only can help me fulfill those goals or like help me improve my life or bring value, oh hell yeah. You know, like that's when it's like it's on fire. So yeah, I would definitely say like my most recent um sexual experience has been by far the best. The best. Um we just just get each other. And I'm I'm also and you know, nothing against um um, polygamy or you know dating multiple people i i found that i don't have the attention span to do that so i have to date one person at a time I have to like sleep with one person at a time because that's one of them is just gonna get heavily neglected you know i've tried it multiple times and i was trying it right now and i had to tell i was like yo this is not gonna work out like i i can't focus because this giant of a woman in my life is now you know i'm trying to foster that and give that you know honor honor that uh that connection and so yeah i would say uh, you know definitely the, the most recent it's just everything about it i i could go on and on so yeah. well you're welcome to yeah <laughs> um so mm-hmm. what would you be willing to tell us about your most recent sexual experience mm. if anything right yes well of course you know i'll keep names under wraps absolutely um but i would say uh all, it all before the actual sex 
you know, took place, it was all like purely mental. It was all purely just like, oh my gosh, you're highly intelligent. Um, you have a grounding type energy that's like very just you're just calm. You know, I'm not like that. Like I'm hyper as fuck. I just I jump all around the place. I'm like, you know, very ADHD personality. Um, so for for me, like seeing that is is very motivating, and it's cool that like, and I'm always checking in with her. Like, hey, am I being annoying? Am I like you know disturbing your peace? She's like, no, of course not, because she has she's she's able to process those emotions that are coming at her very well um and so it's been great just from a mental perspective uh she's just amazing um one thing that's really uh interestingly enough important for me is we both kind of for me i've found the people that i'm most attractive to are my body type my height uh so i know a lot of guys who are straight like to date girls that are date girls that are um shorter than them um i don't really like that to be honest i like either you're on my height level or a little bit taller you know just and i don't know what it is it makes me feel more connected to them mm -hmm. uh it's like I, when i'm like i can be calm and like kind of look them right in the eye and just talk to them straight away that's a weird thing with me but um physically yeah she's you know i think she's gorgeous i think uh She's beautiful, and uh, we can we can talk about very serious things uh, on a deep level. And for me, that makes me more attracted to her. So we can go from like, <laughs> we, yeah. So we can go from basically talking about something incredibly like deep or meaningful between each other, and it's like bam, right into like extreme sexual like activity, extreme sexual chemistry. Like this, it just it just goes. Because that's how we both communicate um, in different ways, you know? So, yeah. I don't know if that answers the question. <laughs> kind of, maybe. No, it's awesome. Okay. Would you be willing to talk a little mm -hmm. bit about a time when you had to mm -hmm. learn and improve mm. with one of your partners? Absolutely. Um, so, <laughs> funny. <laughs> so, me and a buddy of mine, me and a buddy of mine, he's like one of my best friends growing up and he's always talked about that he's really really good at uh giving head and that was something that when i like when i first started having sex i was like i felt so intimidated by that i was like I, i'm so bad at it but it was all up here everything was all up it, it was all in my brain you know and so um that was something that really i took my time learning i watched videos I, you know, I checked in, communication, key, always, and uh, now I definitely feel pretty confident in my uh, cunnilingual skills. <laughs> Beautifully said. Was that something that she asked you to look into, or was that just something you felt inspired, like, I really need to step up my game? Oh, absolutely. That was definitely something that I felt, for me, um... I'm a very independent thinker, so even when people tell, like, provide constructive feedback, I'm always open to constructive feedback, but it's always with a grain of salt, because I always know people have their, the way that they think things should go for them, and the way that I think things should go for me. Now, the, the result that I wanted to produce was, 
I wanted to make a girl come just from giving her head. So I was like, if I can't do that, then that means I just have to learn, you know? Everything is a skill, even sex, it's crazy. People think that they can't become outgoing or that they can't become, you know, um, grounded in their energy. It's all learned behavior. It may not be uh, who you are, you know, at a core level, you can start, you can still learn how to do it, but you gotta tell yourself that you can first. And so anything sexually, so it was funny because I've always felt that like the only thing that I knew how to rely on were my fingers and of course my penis. So I had no other tools for me. And so my friend, he was, he would always say that like, those were the things that he struggled with. And, um, but his head game was just badass. Like the stories that he would tell me was just like, how are you doing this? Like, what is going on? Like, I felt like I was missing out on like so much activity because he was doing badass things. And so we would, you know, give each other tips on like how to do such and such and, you know, how to make a girl come with, you know, I, I, I've always just been like, my fingers are, um, I don't know, powerful for no reason. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've always just been able to, when I'm doing something sexually with someone, look, picking up the, the, the signs, indications from them, you know, you don't communicate, everything is not communicated verbally. You know, some things are communicated through body language. Some things are communicated through, you know, um, through text or or they might be verbal, but they're not exactly saying what uh, you need in order to improve. So sometimes you have to guide the conversation around, you know, uh, around the subject in order to find more perspectives and clues on that, on the result that you want, you know. So that's how I've always looked at it. It's like, I just want to check in, constantly be communicating, constantly be listening. And it, it gets easier from there. Honestly, like if people just did that, they would have, you know, far less problems for sure. Far less problems. And, and another thing is for me, not judging myself when um, I didn't want to, then I couldn't perform the way I wanted to, or, uh, you know, I wasn't good at, you know, one or a one thing or another, like I would never judge myself for not being great at head, you know, I now like thinking about it, I'm like, oh, well, no, it's first of all, everyone's different too. So you can't judge yourself based off of one instance or, you know, one time having sex, you know, you're just going to hurt yourself and you're going to hurt your confidence and hurting your confidence is going to hurt your sex. <laughs> so, yeah. Well put. Yeah. You should produce a TED talk for straight men ah, oh. on on the art of cunnilingus. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I think if me, if me and my buddy got together and did it, yeah, I think we would uh, we create a great course. You could make a great video together. <laughs> Honestly. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's like super important to for me and now I now I kind of just do it cuz I love it. I'm, I tell a girl I'm like, "Hey, if you don't like getting hit, it's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle because I love I love doing it. So, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I don't actually have any data for this besides mm-hmm. just talking to other mm-hmm. women and people with vaginas, mm-hmm. but I find that they're pretty few and far between. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> people tend to enjoy it. Okay, in my well, that's experience. great. Yeah, that's great. I've run into a few that are like, no. Good. Some people like, don't, yeah. I'm like, maybe we just haven't had it done right. You know what I'm saying? But who knows? Some people don't. <laughs> Some people don't. 
So when I was first telling you about mm-hmm. my podcast and inviting you to be a part of it, mm-hmm. um, I was truly not sure whether you were going to accept because mm-hmm. I have had so few men, especially straight men, mm-hmm. um, be willing to talk to me. Really? Um, I've had one straight guy on the show before, mm-hmm. and that was well over a year ago. Wow. Um, and... I imagine part of it might be like, I am a cis woman. <laughs> they might not necessarily be comfortable talking mm. to a woman who they probably don't know very well about mm. one of the most perf- personal areas of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I've had a decent amount of women and non-binary people who were willing to talk to me and they didn't know me very well. Yeah. I am curious about your perspective on this matter Ah. oh i have a perspective (laughs) and men's willingness to talk about sex in different situations okay so good question first off very good question i feel here's here's where i think the beginning of it starts right i think at, at a societal level all of us have things that we are pressured into believing into doing um, and to, you know, ways about, you know, feeling about the world that they live in, you know. So, you know, as 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 women or, or people who identify as women uh, have to just deal with certain things from society that, you know, force them into a certain activity, you know, and whether it's, you know, it's fair or unfair, um, I, I still think, it, that needs to be taken very seriously. It's the same thing, I think, for straight men, right? So I feel like a lot of straight men now, um, they're seeing all these different things happening around them, and it's it's a lot of a lot of times it's you're you're looking at society really taking um, <laughs> uh, taking stock of what's happening to you know underrepresented or. Um, or, or oppressed people in, in, in different areas. And you're like, well, what am I supposed to, you know, what's what's happening with me? But I feel like that's, it's the wrong mindset to, to be in. Um, it, the mindset that, that straight guys should be in always is how should we, you know, what, what advantages do we have societally? And how should we be trying to help uh, other people be, you know, feel comfortable in their own skin. I feel like a lot of it deals, a lot of it comes down to us being pressured in certain areas to, you know, be be leaders or, you know, be people that are, um, you know, coming up with ideas or, or working, um, you know, and I think, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with a, a certain level of like insecurity about those things, right? So to backtrack, I feel like me as a, as a guy growing up, um, I never like I didn't play football. Like I was never in these like situations where I I felt like I was uh, very pressured to be one way or another. You know, um, my family was you know I I grew up really nerdy. So um, in the black community, you know, when you're a nerd, uh, you're kind of looked at as like you're soft. You know, you're not looked at as like the tough the tough. A masculine version of of what a um, uh, an African American male is in society, right? So, the, no one was expecting me to to you know break any records or anything, <laughs> uh, breaking the the masculine meter, you know. So I, I do feel blessed in a sense to be uh, 
not have certain pressures put on me uh, because there was not that expectation of me. People were like, oh, yeah, you're not that. <laughs> you are definitely not that. But also when I did want to exude those masculine traits, you know, from a societal perspective, uh, people would always be like, hey, whoa, that's not your lane. You need to stay in your lane, you know. So Stay I do, in the nerd lane. Stay in the nerd lane, right. So I do feel like guys a lot of times don't want to talk about you know, certain things, because I feel like a lot of, a lot of times there's certain things expected of them. You know, Mm -hmm. think of, think of a guy that grew, you know, example of of a guy that grew up, you know, in a tough family, you know, tough family, um, maybe played sports his whole life, uh, maybe grew up in like a rougher area, Mm -hmm. was always kind of expected to be like the tough guy. Everybody around him is, you know, expecting to be the, you know, they're expected to be tough guys. You're not supposed to show any sort of like emotion, um, you know, you don't you definitely don't cry. Oh my gosh, don't cry. Uh, you don't say you love anyone. That's you know taboo for sure. Imagine growing up like that, and then someone comes to you and says, "Hey, you have to be sexually open." What? Get out of here! <laughs> you know, there's no way. There's no way they're gonna laugh at you. Like, what the hell is that? You know. Um, but deep down, there's those are things that that they really need to do. You know, because it's gonna affect the way that they communicate with other people. It's gonna affect their sex lives it's really going to affect um and, and it could be in, in, in negative ways you know it could really be in negative ways i feel like there is a lot of toxic masculinity still out there that needs to be addressed it's coming out of the woodworks now you know and uh i feel like it there's also a a, a, a surge of 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 guys you know who are like hey you know we don't want we don't align with that we don't agree with that um how do we help change this narrative um and a lot of times it's just done internally you know mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta start with you first before you can do anything elsewhere so yeah i definitely feel like guys don't want to talk about it because they're just insecure about you know they're standing in the world and how people are going to view them if they show any sort of emotion or willingness to open up yeah, yeah. well i very much mm-hmm. value your perspective on that topic appreciate you <laughs> thank you so we have already yeah discussed Mm -hmm. quite a bit Mm -hmm. of what makes good sex good Mm -hmm. but it is a question i like to ask directly please (laughs) so damien Mm -hmm. in your opinion Mm -hmm. what makes good sex good (laughs) ah great the 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 golden question um i think what makes good sex good is so i'll start with myself right um well no let's start generally i think what makes good sex good generally First off, a willingness from both parties. Yeah, consent. Um, yeah, consent. Uh, that is the number one thing. First off, that's like a, a given, right? It should be, um, but we should absolutely still say it. Um, I think that then there's another layer of just like attractiveness, you know, a core attractiveness, whether it just be physical, you know, whether it just be surface level. Um, there has to be that, that like, there has to be something that speaks to you specifically i think um if you're gonna really enjoy the sex and of course that has to go both ways because sex is is like a yin yang type thing right um it's giving and taking so i feel if there is that the the give and the take that balance um sex is gonna be good it's gonna be good it has i think um that's one element of it but i feel like if when both parties are not judging each other heavily in certain areas or judging themselves 
you know, judgment is something that it's like a it's like a form of comparison comparison, right? Mm-hmm. You compare yourself to others, how are you supposed to enjoy who you really are, you know, a lot of times. A lot of times comparing yourself to someone else is a good way to set a milestone. Like, oh, I wanna, you know, I wanna reach that goal. Great. But uh when it comes to sex, I feel like there's really there's really no place for that. You know, it's it's just gonna muddle your sex. So I feel like when when uh those things are, are you know tapped into, boom, you know, you have a great basis. Uh, for sex and of course throwing a little you know a spice of communication there (laughs) definitely um because not everybody has sex the same way some people just want to hook up with people they just want to have one one night stands but those rules still i feel like should apply to a one night stand like you got to have you know there's got to be that mutuality Mm -hmm. um on a lot of different fronts for it to be really good um so that's you know that's in a general sense for me myself we touched on it before that love aspect to it um not necessarily that we have to be in love with each other or that we have to you know we're like oh well time to plan our lives together it doesn't necessarily have to be that but there definitely has to be like a a certain amount of care in my opinion um you know i've definitely been with people who are incredibly savage in my opinion um savage in 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 the aspect of they they're looking at this as more of like a transaction than something that is shared, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're very, very, you know, the, the communication might be very on point. Like they're like, oh, don't like that. You know, this is, this is terrible. Or, hey, you better keep doing that, you know? Um, and I feel like although communication in that instance is very much, um, you know, taken into account, I feel like there has to be that, that mindfulness and that care uh, for the other person that's not just something that they're giving to you or or allowing you to have um, is something that they're attempting to share with you and so that's what makes great sex great for me when I when I realize like uh, that a girl really um, has deep care for me it makes me more willing to open up sexually to her like we're gonna experiment more we're gonna try different things because I know she at the end of the day she's not gonna be judging me unfairly on some you know maybe we just met you know we don't know who this i don't know this person um necessarily you know or even over a long period of time like in a a long-term relationship those things really still have to come into play every time you have sex there should not be the um there shouldn't be like a heavy uh expectation or judgment uh on uh, on another person i don't expect a girl to get me off you know I can get myself off you know um i expect myself to put in you know the necessary effort for us to get where we both need to go you know and i think that's really what it is holding less expectations on the other person and putting a a little bit more expectations on yourself on how you conduct yourself how you um you know how you carry yourself how you're treating that person um and are you really are you really in this like are you really in you know in the moment you know so yeah I think that's what makes great sex great. Beautiful. Awesome. What about love? What is love for you? Ooh, love. I would say love for me is a choice. Um, I know people um, mistake love and lust a lot where it's like, oh, you know, um, this person is heavily, like I find this person heavily attractive. Um, I find this person, you know, super sexy or, you know, I really want to do dirty things with them. Um, that to me is, 
can make love a lot more interesting. But I feel like when there is a connection, you know, it starts with a connection that you realize this person um, is is someone that you value. You know, um, this person is someone that you you like certain things about them, uh, and you're now making a choice to continue that because people change all the time. I was reading something when I came over here. I think um, one of my buddies sent it to me. It was like, you know, loving someone in a long-term relationship is is like um, going through a thousand funerals of a person that they used to be, you know? That's so crazy, right? But, but it's true, you know? I'm looking at myself from last year, totally different person, totally different. I, there's the core of, of who I am, it, it remains the same. But the things that I do and the lessons that I've learned have created a new person. If you're not willing to uh, ride through the storm with someone on who they are going, that person's going to change. You know, that person's going to, there's certain elements about them that are going to change and certain things are going to stay the same. You have to make a choice. You got to make a choice. I am choosing to love this person. Love, love is not an aura or atmosphere, it is an action. You know, it is a verb. I love you is a verb. It's a, it's a choice. So at any time people are like, ah, you know, we're just not in love anymore. It's like, okay, maybe you don't find certain things attractive about them anymore. Maybe, you know, they're, you know, they don't turn you on anymore. Maybe you can't communicate anymore. Maybe you get into too many fights now or whatever. Um, but the love, that part, you have to choose whether you love that person or not. You got to. You got to make sure, in my opinion, you know, this is all a grain of salt. Everybody can have their own opinions, but I've, I've realized that, like, that's how, um, that's how, like, these, these couples that have been together for, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years until they die, it's a choice every day. They make that choice every single day. Hey, you know, this might not be bad right now, but this is the person I know I want to spend my life with. Boom. You know, it's a choice. Damien, this has been a stellar interview. Oh, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> awesome. What would you say you have learned that's been the most significant for you mm-hmm. from when you were first having sex by the train tracks <laughs> yeah. to where you are now? Um, hmm. And learned in terms like sexually or just in terms of life in general? Just in terms of life. Okay. Hmm. Well, I've definitely... I've learned that um, protecting your energy is not... um, So so I've learned two things, right? Um, Well, three things. (laughs) Let's say the first thing. I'd say protecting your energy is... is, is, uh, Should be... It shouldn't be an option in your brain. You should should make sure that um, that is something that you really take seriously. Because when you have sex with somebody, that's a big energetic exchange, you know? Um... Or even when you're, you know, hanging around with someone a lot, you know, maybe it could just be like a friend. That energy that you're giving and, and, and receiving, that's really important. You got to you gotta pay attention to that because um, it can change a lot of different things in your life and things that you might not want to change, you know. So paying attention to that. Um, second thing, uh, when you're going through, life is painful, <laughs> you know, life is pain it's struggle it's you know falling a lot uh and i feel like we we pick up scars we pick up like a lot of you know 
um, baggage from different things if we're not processing it on a regular basis. Um, processing pain can be as simple as just talking about it. It could be as simple as acknowledging it. You know, I think people try to avoid pain so much. It's like, no, pain is is just as important in your life as happiness, as as uh, you know, any sort of work that you're doing, any sort of you know, love that you're you're any sort of positive emotion that you feel uh, that you have in life. Pain is just as important. So that's the second second thing is like processing your pain is your responsibility. Um, it, it you know, healing is your responsibility. Those are things that you really need to take into account because um, a lot of a lot of the pain that we endure is unnecessary pain. We have necessary pain, you know, necessary struggle. Like you, you know, if you have a project, if you want to graduate, you know, you gotta study for a lot of boring hours, um, do a lot of homework. It's gonna be rough, you know. Um, you know, maybe you have like a, a, a significant health problem. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of pain. It's gonna be a lot of struggle. Um, and there's going to be certain really, really intense things that you need to do in order to continue living the life you want to live. Um, so those things are necessary. But adding, you know, emotional pain a lot of times are things that are very avoidable. Those are things that we can avoid simply by doing the right thing, simply by communicating, being honest, being um, honestly, really it just comes out communication. You know, being open and honest with your communication can help solve so many different problems but you have to start with you first you cannot communicate with someone else unless you learn how to communicate with yourself it's in it is impossible you have no context you know that if you're communicating with someone else and you don't know how to communicate with yourself almost 100 percent of the time whatever you're communicating has no substance to it has zero basis you know um and i would say so that you know those are the two things um and then I said I'd say the third thing is really uh, you know doing is doing the best that you can uh, in in all different aspects. So working hard, playing hard, um, you know. There's 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 a there's a certain level of quality to life when you don't really hold back. You know, uh, whatever it is that you're doing, don't hold back. That is that's really going to determine what type of future you have, whether it be sexually whether it be emotionally, whether it be in your, you know, work or whatever it is, don't hold back. So those three things, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Do you have any closing words for our listeners? Um, yeah, I would say uh, if any straight guys are listening to this, uh, you know, or if you, if you, uh, if, if any of your listeners uh, know straight guys. That if you have a straight man in your life. Yes. <laughs> tell them to listen. Yeah. Tell them to listen to this episode. Um, I think they'll they'll get a nice perspective on, you know, you don't you can be tough. You can be a tough dude. You can be a tough guy, but you can also be someone that is honest and open with your communication. Um, that feels doesn't feel a uh, a blockage to talking about their sexual preferences or talking about any sort of pain they're going through. In fact, little plug here, um, I'm also developing the developing a podcast uh, for men. And it is called I Love You, Bro. <laughs> so that podcast is uh, should be releasing soon. I'll let, I'll let uh, Robin know immediately as soon as the first episode drops. I will definitely link to it. Perfect. Um, and yeah, I, I, a buddy of mine and I, we are we're recording a podcast podcast about helping guys 
through emotional pain, things that we don't really get to talk about because societally we are told to keep your emotions down, uh, be tough, be, you know, you know, you know, I guess put up this, this front that you are impervious to any sort of damage or it's, it's all a lie. It's all, it's not true. You need to, you know, have people in your life that you can talk to about these things. Maybe go to therapy, um, and then also teaching guys how to be like more sexually open, how to be more confident, all these things uh, that guys, you know, especially straight guys sh- should have. Um, the guys in general, but like I feel like there's a there's a there's a problem. There's a problem with um, straight men doing very unnecessary and very um, I would say just plain evil things um, to the world. So if you have a straight guy in your life. Uh, help them to understand certain things or, or send them to my podcast so that they can go back into society and be a better, uh, you know, better citizen, you know, they can be better for their families, for their friends, for their intimate partners, you know, for their country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So I want to throw out the word vulnerability. Ooh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Got to be vulnerable. Got to be. And doesn't mean vulnerable to so you let yourself get hurt it just means vulnerable enough so that you can allow yourself to be Mm -hmm. healed yeah when i say vulnerable Mm -hmm. i mean being vulnerable takes a tremendous amount of trust Mm -hmm. it and to be vulnerable safely especially with sex you have Mm -hmm. to have a partner who you trust Mm -hmm. a partner who knows what your boundaries are Mm -hmm. and who you trust to explore your bodies together and maybe push some limits consensually Mm -hmm. but who will still honor your any boundaries that you have that will to me that's what being vulnerable is perfectly perfectly (laughs) said yeah that's awesome oh my gosh i didn't even think about boundaries too like boundaries are so important yeah, boundaries are a whole... That's like a whole other discussion on we'll, its own, we'll, too. We'll talk about it next time. We'll talk awesome. about it when I go on I Love You, Bro. Oh, absolutely. That would be awesome. Yeah, we'll have an episode where we talk about sexual boundaries. All, all things sex. It'll that be will great. be an episode. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. All right. Pleasure. Have a great afternoon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Peak, which was hosted and produced by me, Robin Wheelock. Our theme music was produced by Johnny Manchild of Johnny Manchild and the Poor Bastards. You can follow The Peak on Facebook or on Twitter and Instagram at Listen to the Peak. For more information, visit us at thepeak.blueberry.net. That's thepeak.blubrry.net. If you want to support The Peak, you can make a contribution to our Coffee, Venmo, or PayPal accounts so that we can make better and more frequent episodes for you. You can also support us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes or wherever it is you listen. Thank you.